At Best Western, we can't promise you the perfect family beach vacation. We can't promise that it won't rain, or that you won't get a sunburn, or that your family won't endearingly call you Lobster Mom for weeks afterward. What we can promise is a warm welcome and a comfortable room amidst all the joyful chaos. Lobster Mom. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western, with over 4,200 hotels worldwide. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Longest Shortest Time is brought to you by Invitae. Your genes can tell you if you're 12% French or 6% Italian. They can also tell you a lot about your future health. When you take an Invitae genetic test, they search for meaningful health information, like whether you're at an increased risk for inherited cancer or heart disease. Based on your results, you may be able to take steps to potentially lower that risk. Learn more by visiting Invitae.com. That's I-N-V-I-T-A-E dot com. Sometimes my childless friends ask me what I do all day, and my answer is always some version of I don't know. I don't, I don't know what I do all day. Um, in the beginning, I guess I spent a lot of days, entire days, just trying to get my daughter to eat, just trying to get her to stop crying when she was hungry and actually eat. And now I, I feel like I spend most of my days just like chasing a person around the house, trying to keep her from eating the cardboard pieces that come off of the cat's scratch pad um, or the fuzz off of her rug. So I guess I don't really know what I do all day. I just know that I'm busy all day. Um, and and when, I, when I actually like think about that, about what what I spend most of my day doing, I can sort of start to feel like I, I don't know who I am anymore. And today I'm, I'm going to talk to somebody who warned me about that back when I was pregnant. I'm Hillary Frank. This is the third episode of the Longest Shortest Time podcast. So back when I was pregnant, um, I lived in Philadelphia and there was this sewing shop called Spool and I was walking by there one day and they had just the cutest little hand-sewn outfits in the window. And um, I looked at them and just felt this like overwhelming urge to learn how to sew. I just, I had to learn how to sew and I had to learn how to sew those particular outfits for um, my unborn child. I don't know. It was just it was just this really really powerful thing, and and so I started taking classes, and then found out that the person who designed those amazingly cute little outfits was going to be teaching a class at that sewing shop, and of course um, I signed myself up. That woman's name is Liesel Gibson, and um, she started a children's clothing pattern company called Oliver and S, um, the S being the first initial of her daughter's name, and that's how we're going to refer to her daughter in this interview. So after class, uh, Liesel and I were talking, and she told me that she was really impressed that I had all this energy to be sewing stuff when I was so big and pregnant, and I was like, well, 
you know, I've got to do it now because I'm not going to have time to do it when the baby's born. And um, she gave me this look that was kind of like, oh, honey, you have no idea what's in store for you. And she told me that um, when her daughter was a baby, she just kind of didn't know what to do with herself. And that was kind of what motivated her to start designing these clothes and, and start this company. So back before Liesl had S, she was a fashion designer at Tommy Hilfiger, and um, she had spent years and years and years searching for the perfect job. She had been in and out of different corporations and just kind of felt like she had finally, finally landed her dream job. But she decided she had to quit because she wanted to be home with her daughter. I was heartbroken when I left. It was absolutely, I, I bawled. <laughs> before I even got out of the building, I was bawling. Um, you know, and the funny thing was that I wanted so badly to have a baby. I, I had had a miscarriage beforehand, and it just totally rocked my world. So it was really a conflict between two things that I very, very much wanted. And, and why was it so hard not to go back to work? The, the team that I worked with was this fantastically talented, um, very creative group of people who were very creative outside of the, the work hours. And uh, one of them... She had published books in Japan with these little cartoony characters, and another one was doing these beautiful greeting cards, and one of them does stand-up comedy live. And um, There was just such a give-and-take of ideas there that I think for me that was, that, was, that was one of the things that was really hard for me to give up. I, I, I can totally relate because I, I, I feel like um, you know, work was kind of my life before having a baby, not so much that I was like, oh, I must be an artist, you know, but, but the, just like, I thrived on like having ideas all the time, yeah, you know, and yeah. then, and then once I had the baby, I was just like, oh my God, I don't, I don't have any ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, and, and it's interesting because I think there's also a little bit, at least for me, there was sort of a there was a progression in a sense where at first it was like, you know what, none of that matters. It, you know, I'd rather be with the baby. This is so important. It's so great to, to watch her growing up. And then as she got a little older, I started to kind of look around and, you know, every day is a little bit the same when it comes down to it. I mean, it's, you know, you have these little milestones and they're fantastic milestones. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's, you know, first word, you know, first step, all of those wonderful things that, you know, feed us as parents, I think. But in between those steps, there's just sort of this monotony that develops. And that sounds kind of mean, I think, when I say that. But, you know, every day you're changing the diapers and every day you're, you know, cleaning up and you develop a routine and you need the routine. But at the same time, I just started to miss the the feeling, some sense of accomplishment at the end of the day. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I feel like sometimes like I'm like I'm a school kid, like like watching the clock, like when yes. when is class going to be over? Yes, yes, exactly. And and it's a sort of guilty feelings. Here I have this opportunity to stay home with my daughter and not everyone even has that opportunity. And here I've got this amazing kid. I should be ecstatic. I should be enjoying every single minute and I'm bored. And part of the challenge, I think, too, was that um, Todd was traveling. He he was gone um, for four days out of the week. So there was also, you know, I had very little adult interaction in the evenings. And, 
I, I really began to felt very just separated from the world and you know what's you know what always feels weird to me about that too is because yeah my my husband isn't gone most of the week but um he has a job where many nights he's um at work really late and um I started to feel like I feel so alone and yet I'm spending every minute of every day with another person yeah yeah but there's not the same feedback there is with another person. I mean, you know, there's the smile and there's the cooing and, you know, after an hour of that, it's sort of like, all right, well, you know, what's next? <laughs> what's going to, you know, keep it interesting? Yeah. And, and I guess that's, um, that's why I started blogging. I needed something else on the side, in a sense. I needed some sort of creative outlet where I could sort of have that sense of satisfaction that you know, the day wasn't a total just, you know, watching the clock. What were you blogging about? I guess, you know, I was, I was sewing. I was, I was just sort of making things and just, you know, doing what I guess I would ordinarily do, but then I was blogging about it as well. And at some point I decided that I would start making things for my daughter to wear so I thought, well, I have all these pattern making skills and the sewing skills. I, you know, I'll make something up myself. So I did some sketches and found a few different styles that I liked and made the patterns and sewed them up for her and blogged them. Um, and got a lot of comments from people about, you know, I love that dress. Would you consider making a pattern for it? Can I buy the pattern from you? At first, I thought, oh yeah, you know, I could just do this. I'll just, you know, have them printed by the local printer. And um, I said something to my husband about it, and he said, absolutely not. That would just not be a very professional way of going about this. You know, if you're going to do this, you should write up a business plan and, you know, make the determination as to whether this is actually a good idea. So it, it was about a year of research and, um, you know, writing and putting together numbers before we decided to go ahead and do it. And do, do you feel like... Um Starting Oliver and S satisfied your urge for for connection and 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 like getting out of your your feeling of loneliness. You know, it it completely changed my life um, in good ways and in bad ways. It um, I I had this plan that I was going to stay home with her and and you know this would be a part time thing and it would be my little um, creative gig on the side and it would, you know, satisfy that side of what I was, what I needed while still allowing me, um, the flexibility to be a full-time stay-at-home mom. And that didn't work out at all. I very quickly found that, um, it was a full-time job Mm. and I just felt completely torn and I just, I felt like a disaster, quite honestly. Mm -hmm. It felt like there were never any groceries in the, in the house. It felt like the house was never clean. It felt like, you know, I never got enough sleep. I, I would um, put her to bed at night and fall asleep on the floor next to her bed. And I'm staggering out an hour later knowing that I had all this work I had to do and, you know, stay up until unreasonable hours and then do the whole thing again the next day. It was just this exhausting, exhausting process. And um, I really, on many occasions, wondered why I was doing this and what I was thinking when I had this idea Um it was it was really kind of a sickening feeling for the first year or so, and and then things got a little bit better after that. But yeah, at first I, I really thought I had pretty much ruined everybody's lives in our family, and <laughs> it was hard. It was really hard. 
You know, it's, it's, it's interesting to, um, to hear you talk about how like things at home were, were in disarray a lot because, um, to look at your blog and, and your website for Oliver and S, it looks like things are so put together, you know? Like, oh, I never, ever want to give anybody that impression. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry if I give anybody that impression. No, I'm just saying, like, it's it's comforting to know that, um, yeah. Yeah. that, yeah. that someone like you who has has the um, ability to make things look so nice, <laughs> like, oh, <sweet>. also <laughs> has the chaos at home, because that I think that just comes with parenthood, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Does does she ever not want to wear something you've sewn for her? Oh, all the time. (laughs) But you know what works? I'll tell you. Um, If you threaten to give it to one of her friends, oh, if you don't want it, I'll give it to your friend so-and-so. Oh, no, she wants it then. (laughs) That's funny. Um, You know, um, my daughter is almost a year old, and... um, I think, you know, I, I've had a lot of conversations um, with my husband over the last, you know, probably four to six months, just like, you know, what, what am I, what, what am I going to do? Like, who, who am I, you know, who, who yeah. am I other than Sasha's mom? And, um, and it's like, really, those conversations are agonizing, because I just, and he, you know, and he's like, it doesn't matter right now. You can take your time. But for me, I have felt this like really extreme anxiety over like, well, but no, it can't wait. I need to answer that question. Who am I? Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. um, and I wonder like if you, as a, a, as someone who's gone through something similar, like how long do you feel like it took you to figure out who you were? <laughs> I think I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> um, you know, I guess the one thing I would say, I don't know how much it helps or not, but I think it works itself out. Um, and it's a process, you know, it's, it's, and it's probably not a linear process either. But I guess, you know, as your child is growing and developing, your, your sense of who you are and what you're doing, um, I think, grows and develops too. And so I guess, I think it it does just work out over time. Liesl Gibson's blog is called Distressed, spelled D-I-S-D-R-E-S-S-E-D. That's at distressed.blogspot.com. Her children's clothing pattern company is Oliver and S. You can find it at oliverandss.com. That's all spelled out, Oliver and S. And I'm telling you, check these clothes out. Even if you are not interested in sewing, they are some of the cutest things you will ever see. Liesl lives in New York City. Thanks for listening to the Longest Shortest Time podcast. I'm Hilary Frank. Our next episode is about a mom who discovers that her miracle baby is actually just a regular old baby. So tune in for that in a couple weeks. And I'm still looking for more parents to interview. So if you'd like me to consider your story, go to longestshortesttime.com and click contact.
I'm standing outside Smithsonian's National Museum of American History. Inside, there are like a trillion objects, and I have to go in there and find 10. So we open a drawer here, and there's Indiana Jones's jacket and Indiana Jones's whip. What is this? Now Prince donated this guitar. <gasps> I'm Asif Manvi, and I am lost at the Smithsonian. Where do I begin? This place is obviously full of fascinating stuff. Fonzie's jacket, right. worn by Henry Winkler on Happy Days. There are 156 million objects in the Smithsonian's collections. Here are Muppets. These aren't just objects. They're pieces of America's self-identity. I'm looking at a, a robe with the name Muhammad Ali. Only 10 episodes, only 10 objects. That's pretty amazing. Lost of the Smithsonian is out now. Subscribe now in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. At Best Western, we can't promise you the perfect family beach vacation. We can't promise that it won't rain or that you won't get a sunburn or that your family won't endearingly call you Lobster Mom for weeks afterward. What we can promise is a warm welcome and a comfortable room amidst all the joyful chaos. Lobster Mom. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western with over 4,200 hotels worldwide.